that summer that this vaccine will be there. And the order, and, and, and that increases the total vaccine order in the United States by 50%, from 400 million order to 600 million. This is enough vaccine to fully vaccinate 300 Americans by end of the summer, the beginning of the, of the fall. But we want to make, look, that's, I want to repeat, it'll be enough to fully vaccinate 300 Americans to beat this. Your husband has been known uh, to make the occasional gaffe. Uh, oh, you can't even go there. You can, after Donald Trump, you well, cannot even want. say the word gaffe. I can't gaff. even say the word mm-hmm. gaffe. Nope. But you know. Nope. Done. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone, all right. <laughs> His mind. <laughs> Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Uh, Mr. Biden looks like he's still cognitively struggling, as usual, as we knew before the election, and it certainly isn't getting any better. As a matter of fact, to look good, I think he hired staff members around him that are struggling as much as he is. For example, Saki, she can't even answer a question. The press secretary cannot even answer a question. Everything she says is, we'll circle back. We'll circle back. We'll circle back. We'll circle back. Everything's circling back. We're circling back all the time. But you never get an answer. It's always, she'll get back to you. So I guess he's trying to put people around him that are, you know, pretty much like him or that he could try to look like the superstar and they are the ones that end up looking stupid. It's one or the other. So Joe Biden thinks we'll have 300 not 300 million, which is I'm sure what he was supposed to say, but he's pretty sure that by the summertime or early, late summer, early fall, we'll have 300 doses uh, and we'll have 300 people vaccinated. At that rate, you might as well just give up now. <laughs> Why even bother? I mean, at that point, we're all dead, you know, by, by their standards and what they say, we're all dead. To prove to you how much these people don't care about you, A story that came out from the Gateway Pundit. Facebook and the American Journal of Medicine admit their stand on HCQ was wrong. (laughs) Is that not amazing? Not that we didn't know that ahead of time. The only reason that they were so against using it was simply because Trump suggested it. Okay, in the latest internal testing of hydroxychloroquine treatment of the coronavirus shows countries that had early use of the drug had a 79% lower mortality rate than countries that banned its use. <laughs> Way to go, Democrats and the mainstream media for screwing that one up. To bring that into perspective, at the current time, our death rate would be around 92 to 93,000 people using their math. So good job there. I'm glad that just because you hated Donald Trump so much, you were willing to have that much blood on your hands. Now, I'm sure this will never make it to the mainstream media. I'm sure no one will ever hear about it except for the people that are listening to me, and hopefully you guys will spread it around. It is an article by the Gateway Pundit. You can look it up, read the article. You will find it interesting. I just think that it's sad that they hated this man so much they were willing to sit back and watch that many people perish when they could have prevented most of it. But... That's the name of the game for them. They're going to play their game the way they play their game. It's just like the impeachment right now. They know that the impeachment is going nowhere. They know they're not going to convict. 
it's not about convicting for Democrats. Okay, Democrats, this is a big show. It's a big production. It's a it's another slap in the face to Trump. They are trying to smear his name some more. They just want to make this man pay for everything that they think that he did to them. What did he do to them? He simply exposed who they are and showed all of America the truth about the swamp. And they don't like that. They also want to send a loud and clear message to anybody else in the United States that if you ever get the ridiculous idea that you could come in as an outsider, run for president, and win, we will do the same thing to you and destroy you. That's simply what it's about. This isn't about winning or losing in the hearing. It's not about them actually being successful with the impeachment. It's just simply a show and a message. As stupid as that sounds to the average person, like you're wasting time when there's bigger fish to fry, that's what they're about. Things are really messed up in America when that's our priorities. You know, we really do have hungry children in America, which we should not have. We really do have a homeless problem, which again, we should not have. We have a drug problem. We have human trafficking, child trafficking, sex trafficking. We shouldn't be having these problems, okay? These are issues we should be tackling that we should be focused on, we should be concerned with. We should be opening the country back up. We should be getting people back to work. We should be worried about infrastructure, and we should be worried about America's greatness. But instead, the party that is in power right now finds it more important to waste our tax dollars instead of tackling the issues that actually matter. You know, like an issue like, I don't know, we're $28 trillion in debt and they're flirting with the idea of doing another $2 trillion stimulus, most of it for ridiculous stuff like bailing out states and cities and programs that have all been mismanaged, misused, or putting money towards ridiculous things like climate change, which I would love to see some actual scientific evidence that climate change is actually real, but that's what they do with your money. They don't care about the United States. They don't care about jobs. They don't care about trafficking. They don't care about homeless people. They don't care about that you're hungry. They only care about maintaining their power. That is it. Something else that's really interesting about liberals and Democrats, it's not that they just attack us. We're easy targets for them because we're the polar opposite of them because we actually know that up is up and down is down and left is left and right is right. Whereas they think up is down, down is up, right is left and left is right. We're just completely polar opposite for them. So we're easy for them to attack. But it is nice from time to time when you see them actually go out of their way to attack each other. There was uh, the Blaze reported there was a San Francisco public school teacher who criticized Bernie Sanders uh, in mittens at the inauguration and said that it embodies white privilege, male privilege, and class privilege. (laughs) Mittens. I'm not sticking up for Bernie. I think Bernie is a total reject. It's not that. I just do think it's funny how these people think. We all probably think about the same way. We all, we all got a pretty streamlined mindset of how we view things. You got to think about the person who was actually sitting there looking at a picture of Bernie. 
Now, on our side, we found it comical. We're sticking him in instead of where's Waldo, where's Bernie, because he actually looked miserable sitting there. That's what the take I got from it. He looked like he didn't want to be there, and he's just there, and I don't blame him. I think he got shafted twice out of the chance to run for president, and you know so he had to sit there and watch somebody who's struggling mentally take what he thought he could have achieved, which was become the president. But to them, they're looking at him saying, oh my God, look at him sitting there in his mittens. That, that's, that's just white privilege. That's male privilege. Who, who could afford mittens? Uh, anybody? Yeah, I'm going to let you in a little secret. They're like $2.99 at Walmart. Oh my God. Good. That's it. Anybody could afford them. Sorry. But I do think that you are really sick mentally if you're looking at that picture of him and that's what pops into your head. I just feel sorry for these people that think that way. You must live a miserable life. Life cannot be, there could be no joy. There's no joy in your life if you're looking at Bernie Sanders sitting there and that outraged you. <laughs> Some things that outrage me, I I think if you've listened to me now for any amount of time, you know that I am absolutely not fond of Bill Gates at all. I think Bill Gates is the devil. With that being said, I'm going to play you a little, I don't know if it's a commercial or something they're showing in any particular place or whatever it is, but just listening to it for me is just like, you know, scraping a chalkboard, but I'm going to let you hear it. Here it goes. We all want to return to the way things were before COVID-19, but there's one area where I hope we never go back, our complacency about pandemics. We can get ahead of infectious disease outbreaks. By the next pandemic, I believe we can have what I call mega-testing diagnostic platforms. They can be deployed quickly, cost very little, and test 20% of the entire population every week. We also want to get treatments out far faster next time. One of the most promising is monoclonal antibodies. These manufactured antibodies grab onto the virus and disable it just like your immune system and can reduce death rates by as much as 80%. I also think that we'll develop new vaccines quickly, in large part due to this new mRNA platform. mRNA will become faster to develop easier to store, and lower cost. That's a huge breakthrough. To stop future pandemics quickly, we need to be able to spot disease outbreaks as soon as they happen anywhere in the world. And that requires a global alert system. If there turns out to be some new infectious pathogen, then we need a group of infectious disease responders to spring into action. Think of these as like pandemic firefighters. They're going to use their logistics, use their ability to build up capacity quickly. They're going to go wherever that problem is. Stopping the next pandemic will require a big investment. But I think of this as the best insurance policy the world could buy. You can read more about this in our annual letter. Let me tell you what I think about when I listen to that. I think about globalism. I think about you wanting to force people to take some synthetic vaccine that you claim is going to work. Okay. I also think that you got a lot of money 
involved in this and you're going to get real, real rich off of trying to implement this system. Now, if you actually saw the video, as stupid as it is, uh, he's putting down like little wooden figures of people that are all painted to look real friendly and they're all wearing masks. And when he puts down his supposed uh, pandemic uh, firefighters, whatever he wants to call them, I got the feeling of like brown shirts. I don't know about you, but that's what I got. If you've seen the video, you'd understand what I mean. He's got these people all dressed in like a yellow spacesuit with their little fire trucks and their tents and everything. And they're supposedly coming to help you or take you away, however you want to look at it. But one of the biggest questions that I had for him is, we haven't had a pandemic as bad as the Spanish flu in a century. COVID-19 comes along and not only did they mismanage it, but like I said a minute ago about the hydroxychloroquine, things that actually would help you, they used more for political gain to try to put strikes against Trump like he didn't do a good enough job. But had you used it, again, my numbers reflected, there would have been you know, a quarter of the deaths that we actually have now. But God forbid they didn't want you to do that because that would have only made Trump look stronger. So, Mr. Gates... Why the hell would we trust you when you're part of the problem? Why would we trust you to inject us with anything synthetic? Why would we trust you to actually manage this correctly? Nobody stood up and said, hey, 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 listen, let's not turn this into a political thing. Hydroxychloroquine has shown to work for malaria. It's safe. It's been around for half a century. It's no problem. It's cheap to manufacture. You know, let people go see their doctors. If their doctors want to prescribe it to them, have at it. But no, they took that choice away from you. Why? To hurt Trump. Not, it's not about you. That's the main theme here. It's not about us. It's about them. So again, Bill Gates, a salesman, no computer scientist, a salesman. And you know, salesmen sell snake oil. That's all I'm saying. You guys know the Lincoln Project. That's the one that they're Republicans that are just against Trump. It's, it's, I don't even know what it is. It's ridiculous, really. If you guys have been watching the news, you know that the Lincoln Project co-founder, John Weaver, is being accused by 21 different men of him sending them inappropriate sexual messages. Uh, and they ended up interviewing Karl Rove on Fox News. <laughs> Oddly enough, you know, Carl Rose says that he's known about this guy's behavior since 1988. Now, 21 men have come forward, but if you have, if anybody knew about this, we're 33 years into the future. I'm sure the number well exceeds 21, but that's at least 21 who are brave enough to come forward and say something about it. And the reason I bring this up is it's just like Hollywood. You know, politics in Hollywood, they're kind of like hand in hand. They're, they're, they're their own communities. And it's like they keep all the dirt in their communities and they're very good about it. And they only let it out when somebody's getting out of hand or somebody wants to take somebody down. Otherwise, they kind of stay in their own little swamps there. You know, Harvey Weinstein was doing what he was doing for decades. Uh, people knew about it. It was no big surprise. But nobody turned his dirt bag in. Well, here's another one. You know, this John Weaver, he's been doing this for, uh, God knows what, three decades probably. And people have obviously known about it, but nobody's turned them in. The upper levels of our society are so disgusting 
and corrupt and disgraceful. It's unimaginable. One of the main reasons I brought this whole article up and was look at how much the Lincoln Project attacked Trump for being however they portrayed him to be. Um, this guy is just terrible. He's a terrible Republican. He's a terrible human being. Look at the things he's done. And how ironic, once again, just like a typical liberal or Democrat would do, you're blaming somebody else for the acts that you are doing yourself. When, in fact, Trump didn't do any of it. There's never been any evidence of any kind of any of this for Trump. But for these type of people, it's always there. They're always the accusers, and they accuse you of doing the wrongdoings that they do, even though you're the innocent one. Another one. Did did anybody also catch the uh, fact that Black Lives Matter is being nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize? What alternate reality are we living in when a group as violent as Black Lives Matter, who burn down buildings, attack police officers, attack the general public, loot stores, destroy lives, harass people, are being nominated for a peace prize. It's these moments where I just don't even know what to say half the time. I can't say I'm worried. I mean, I'm worried for my kid's future. I'm worried for the elderly that can't defend themselves. I'm worried for a lot of younger adults who are lost right now, and this is what they're seeing every day, and they feed into it and believe this crap. And I'm worried for the survival of America, which is why I even do what I'm trying to do here on this podcast and hopefully enlightening some people and showing them the truth. It's very worrisome to see a society that is has such a double standard. They call what happened at the Capitol an insurrection. Uh, You had a few people lose their lives, which is extremely upsetting and unfortunate. But they don't say anything at all about the riots that happened prior to the Capitol riots and now after the Capitol riots, which are by groups like Antifa, like Black Lives Matter, they're always involved. It really does feel like we're living in alternate realities you know we see things one way they see things a completely different way Uh, truth is something very vague in the middle which is a lot of times extremely hard to find and not to mention we must look like complete fools to other countries other countries must be looking at us our president can't even talk right we're nominating terrorist groups for peace prizes We're lying about a drug that could be used to prevent COVID for political gain. We're destroying our own energy industry. We're paying for abortions all around the world. Our debt is going through the roof. I mean, anybody from the outside looking in must think that we are completely insane. They must think we're all on drugs and they must just be shaking their heads. You know, you really start to wonder... Why would any refugee want to come here? Why would anybody want to come into the United States? We're struggling so bad right now. How is it even appealing anymore to be here? We're in such turmoil. Hopefully it'll all get straightened out. I don't know if anybody follows him, but uh, Henry Davis, I found him. (laughs) I found something on him one time a while back 
on uh, Twitter, and it was, I think, posted from TikTok or something else. I don't even know if he had an account at the time. And he was talking about coronavirus, and I was rolling laughing. Now, I can't play that clip because there's a lot of cursing in it, but however, it was it was just funny the way he was talking. Anyways, he's, he stays on social media, and he's real vocal uh, about the way he feels. So um, I'm going to wrap my podcast up. <laughs> he just posted something that I thought was uh, actually pretty funny uh, and enjoyable to listen to. So I'm going to play that on the way out here. Um, for you guys to listen to. If you like what you're hearing, I would ask you to please tell some people and spread the word for me. Leave me some positive reviews. They, it does feel like they are starting to shadow band a lot more conservatives. They are coming after podcasts now. So if you like what you hear, the best way we get around is by word of mouth. So please tell some people about me. You can follow me for now on Twitter at L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N. I'm on Clout Hub at Little Joe's CC. I'm on Gab at Little Joe's Corner. And I'll say it again. I know I keep saying it, but hopefully Parlor will be back up. And if it is, and I have my own screen name, you could follow me on Parlor at Joe Little. Otherwise, God bless. Have a good night. Here's Henry Davis.